everyone. Welcome to the podcast today. I'm Shelby Jo Long, Senior Vice President of the Strategic Advisor Board and CEO of my own company, Business Dynamics. And I love working with entrepreneurs that can create businesses out of their genius, step into thought leadership, step into businesses that are of their true passion and true genius to help inspire you to think about your genius in a different way. And today is no exception. We have the opportunity to hear from Joel Phillips, and I'll have him introduce his company, but he has truly taken so much experience in his background and created a business out of it. So Joel, welcome to the podcast. Will you introduce yourself to our audience? Uh, thanks for having me, Shelby. Uh, my name is Joel Phillips. I am a director of Strategic Advisor Board, where both you and I work together. And then I own a company called uh, ProShark. It is a software, website, automation, and uh, platform development company where we uh, develop products for entrepreneurs. We develop products for enterprise businesses. And um, that's it. That's it. <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> quite a few different things, but it's all all is interconnected. It's uh, It's interesting just to... What I do is more of the content side for entrepreneurs to get their content out about their business. And then you follow up or you are the in control of a lot of the technology side of things. So there's a lot of synergy in what we both do and how we yes, can serve is. clients. Yeah. So how tell me about how you got into this background of this passion for working in software development. So way back when longer longer ago than i care to to <laughs> remark on uh i worked for sony pictures and we were put in charge of developing a business intelligence program back before business intelligence was this popular thing so we were in charge of putting together this business intelligence department that we took data from different organizations sony music sony pictures sony electronics we put it all together and we developed projection engines from that. And from that moment, I was absolutely hooked. Uh, data, the ability to develop software solutions for companies, the ability to automate. And, and one thing I have to say about automation is technology was also, it's always been designed to help people get things done easier. The problem is technology has actually gone to, the opposite direction, and it's made life more challenging for most entrepreneurs. Now you not only have to know one program, you have to know 10 programs, and then you have to piece them all together just to get the solution that you're looking for. So our goal is to simplify technology with every step we take. And we move in the blockchain, the AI, the artificial intelligence, and the development sphere to be able to accomplish that for entrepreneurs. Yeah. So artificial intelligence is something that I don't know a lot about. And uh, it seems like the experience that you have working for Sony, and I know you've done some work in real estate too, and piecing together solutions to make a comprehensive package, uh, something for your audience to help take their business to the next level. So talk to us a little about... I mean, AI has definitely changed in the past, it changed, altered, become easier, become more challenging, you know, just with like chat GPT coming out, it seems to be more in the news, but I'm sure there's been quite a bit of experience before that. So can you talk a little bit about that and how 
business owners can use AI in their business? Sure. So let's break AI down into what it really is. It's, it's <laughs> <Please>. not re- <laughs> AI. Most people assume that AI is actually artificial intelligence. If you go back and look at the definition of AI 10 years ago versus the definition today, it, it's actually changed in all of the dictionaries that I'm familiar with. AI is not true. Artificial intelligence is the ability to reason. And that is not what machines do currently. In fact, I don't know that they'll ever accomplish the ability to reason. But here's kind of where this big leap is, has transformed AI the way we know it. It used to be that we could mimic human behavior so many levels deep. And that's what we called AI. So five levels deep, you know what, you get... You train a machine to answer responses five levels deep. Think of it like a chess game. If a machine can play a chess match and always beat a human or beat them 99% of the time, then that's because we trained the machine to anticipate every single move a human could do. It can do it much faster and it can run every single scenario all the way through to the end until it comes backwards and knows what move to make. So that's our machine version of AI. But now what's happened recently is we've taken these steps that machines can take. And instead of making hundreds or even thousands of steps forward, we can now take millions of steps forward. And this has a significant impact on business. And you even see big tech saying, hold on, wait a minute, because it it presents a problem. And you have to treat AI responsibly because let's take, for example, the ability to do photo fakes, right? It's it's a huge issue because in programs or even plagiarism, in programs that detect machine interference with, say, images, uh, with altered images, we used to easily be able to detect, okay, there's these five points that make this a fake image, right? But now imagine with machine learning, and that's what AI really boils down to is machines capability of learning from a model. Imagine taking those five points on that photo or that image that we can detect and making it millions of points. There's no software that can go detect millions of anomalies with an image wherein, you know, even just last year, it wasn't a problem to tell what photos were fake and what photos were real. So now, and you even have machines creating photos already exists and based on what we tell it to create. So it, it can be a huge problem, but it can also be a huge advantage for companies. You see content marketing becoming easier to manage. You see um, the ability to project behavior become easier to manage. So that's where we're trying to move customers forward is their ability to utilize AI to their advantage while sidestepping the landmines that exist out there. I hope that helped. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's so convoluted and our perception of what it is, it's just interesting to hear about that. 
that, but I'm curious because you talk about when you talked about all the images, I would guess that that is something, you know, like Sony pictures has had the technology, not that technology specifically, but it's had technology to manipulate photos and be in the artificial intelligence area a, a lot long before the general public did. So you had exposure to that in your industry way before uh, us entrepreneurs did. Is that is that accurate? It's it's a fair statement. And and what it was was uh, we were tasked with okay going back in the history of things. Amazon is the first one who came out with a projection engine for mainstream market. And that's where the term AI generates from. I mean, aside from all of the science fiction novels that were written years before, they projected what we're going through now. But uh, they created a very simple AI model that said, when you go and buy this product from Amazon, then we're going to say that you will like these other products that we recommend. And that's kind of where it started from the perspective of our ability to take data and use that data to project future behavior. So at Sony, that's what we were tasked with. We didn't succeed. um, But that said, we were tasked with building a projection image that went or projection in engine that went beyond what Amazon was doing to be able to model. If somebody watched this movie, then they would buy this product and listen to this music. Then they would buy this electronics product. So we were introduced to AI and data mining back in the early days and it stayed stagnant for quite some time. I mean, there's always been improvements here, improvements there. But now you're starting to see where machine learning and machine learning, let me explain that just a little bit, is the ability for machines to take data sets and learn on their own from those data sets. We still have to put in those data sets. Ergo, we can't really train a machine how to reason because they're dependent on past behavior to learn mimicked responses. But when those mimic responses reach millions of levels deep, then it becomes very difficult to determine, you know, what's real and what's different. I mean, chat GPT is a perfect example of that. So. Yeah. It's just interesting to see how it has all evolved. And now it's, now it's kind of in our face because it's here and now we have to, now we as business owners have to learn how to manage that. So. So let's let's take a step back. I want to talk about this transition from working in, you know, you worked in Sony, you're in real estate for a while too. So what what inspired you to step out and start your own business? And that's an interesting story in and of itself. So I've always been associated with technology. I mean, even and whether it's been on my own, doing it for somebody else since way, way, way long ago. So we'll just leave it at that. But, um, (laughs) but um, I stepped out of technology because I live in a small community. I stepped out of technology to try real estate. And it was actually a fascinating background because I didn't do residential real estate. I, I worked with banks and institutions and started a company around that, but then of course ended up creating a platform 
while I was doing that, where we did um, investor type management through the software platform. So even then I couldn't get away from technology. So I just gave up and went back into technology. So here I am. There, your intuition, what was, what was intuitive to you, drew you back into it. And then you exactly. made a business out of it. Uh, well, and identified, and, and I think I touched on this earlier, but technology is always supposed to have been there to help people. And I've, Every step along the way, and I didn't realize this until, you know, until I started ProShark, but every step along the way has been a move towards helping people conquer technology to make it easier for people to utilize technology to reach the goals that they're trying to reach and to make technology friendlier from a user perspective. So, Sure. And I think that's, you know, having worked with you, you and I have worked together on multiple projects and with multiple clients and having worked with you, I think that is, that's one thing that we don't think of as business owners, especially small business owners, you know, small right. business owners were, were taught to bootstrap and, and get the easy solutions and see if we can put them all together to make them all work. But then, then your business can really create and craft a custom solution at an affordable price for many small businesses, depending on what the needs are. So I think that's a, I think that's a really unique part of your business. That and that's a small part of your business, but there's lots of other opportunities around that. So it's actually a lot bigger part of my business than, um, than I may let on because big business has enterprise has a lot of resource that they can throw at making a solution fit their confines so Mm -hmm. making a solution fit what they needed to do and it's not necessarily always the most efficient thing to do but a big part of my business is being able to bring that to smaller entrepreneurs to mid-sized companies that don't necessarily have access to the resources to develop their entire tool set i mean we came out with impro and that you're familiar with that based on the needs of small businesses to be able to wrap everything all into one container. The challenge being with that is it becomes this big tool that people have to learn. And that's always an obstacle because we're trying to make life easier, not harder. And learning a new process or platform is not necessarily easier. But when we combine that platform, and this is what we're in the middle of reshaping Impro for, when we combine that platform with all of the AI tools, now it becomes reasonable because this engine can determine what you're trying to do while you're trying to do it. And that's what we're after. So, yeah, tell it. So, is that the, is that's the, I guess I was going to ask you what is next on the horizon for you. And it sounds like the, the official launch of MPro. I've been working in it for a few years and things have changed, but the is that is that the next what's next on the horizon for ProShark? MPro has always been it's always been on the roadmap that we incorporate AI into the tool because that AI becomes the customer projection piece. It becomes the email campaign generation piece. It becomes the the backbone of what Impro needs to become a resource rather than a, a burden. And so it's always been on the horizon, but now we're finally starting to see some daylight and in incorporating that into Impro. And it's been 
it's been a passion project in progress for 20 years, but now it's finally starting to come to reality. So we're, we're excited about it. So. It's exciting. And to, to small business owners like myself and to many of our listeners, that it's just exciting that we can have a, have a tool like this, like a business operations center that can access all these things that might've been out of our reach as solo entrepreneurs or small businesses, because it's, but it's, it's all in one place now. So it seems that's exciting for, it's an exciting move for small businesses. Yeah. I mean, imagine having resources that are typically reserved for enterprise corporations. Imagine having those tools at your fingertips. It gives you back some of the competitive advantage that you've been missing. So that's our goal. Well, hopefully by the time it's launched, I'll have it all figured out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully we will too. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, Joel, what, what what advice would you have for for people that are thinking about starting their own business and creating a business out of their passion, out of something that they find their intuition in? Would you have some advice for people that are thinking about starting their side hustle that might turn into their passion business? Sure. Um, when you're first starting, it, it's easy to just set it aside because it seems too difficult or too challenging. I would say that everything is a challenge. Anything that's worth doing is not going to be easy to do. So the easiest way to accomplish that journey of a thousand miles is to take the first step and just take it one step at a time. But I would also come back and say, before you start, take what you love to do Find a problem that what you love to do solves, and then just go out and solve a problem. Because if you can solve a problem, then you're not the only person with that problem. Other people have that same problem. And then rather than going out and just trying something, throwing darts up against a dartboard, if you solve a problem, now you give a reason for people to be customers. And take that one step and do that first. And then it'll make your entire journey easier. So, absolutely. And I think there's a there's a fear. You know, this all resonates with with what I talk about too. Like maybe we get we we don't get stuck, but we're comfortable in our positions. But then we are also limited by them for in corporations or for in big businesses. And there is opportunity outside of those constructs to be able to build a business out of out of your passion and And your genius right and your genius and all of those tools are now at our fingertips with your products so i think that's Uh, firing entrepreneurs to be able to access that so it's it's exciting we do what we can to help yes absolutely well I thank you for coming to the podcast today and to giving our audience some inspiration to, hey, take the first step. It's okay to to take the step and then take two steps back because then you keep moving forward because you learn and you adapt. And then there are the tools around you to adapt. And the other thing that I learned through this conversation too is that you don't have to do it alone. No, but you. There are partners, you know, on the strategic advisor board where there are ten of us, which is amazing to have that group with all of these different knowledges and ideas and industries 
it's incredible to have that and to be able to move forward. There are people out there to help you move forward. There are mentors and yeah. There are. And Shelby, I truly appreciate you having me on. Um, and my last parting thought would be that as a business owner, oftentimes you feel like you're on an island and you're not. There is a whole community of business owners out there, people who are willing and want to help you succeed. So just, I mean, give us a call, go to the websites, uh, Strategic Advisor Board, ProShark, either one of those, and you will find the resources you need to succeed. We're here to help. Well, thank you, Joel. ProShark.com and strategicadvisorboard.com is where you can find Joel and my information too. And always here to help these entrepreneurs, small business owners reach the next level. So thank you for inspiring our audience and talking to them how to transfer their passion into an income stream. And I look forward to speaking to this audience another time to inspire you to take the next step in your business. We'll see you next time.